The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Human design is a system that offers profound insights into your inner self and how you interact with the world around you. Quantum human design takes that process one step further, allowing you to become the architect of your own reality. Join Dr. Karen Curry for Elevating Your Life Script, a weekend workshop where you transform your life by crafting intentional narratives, May 24th through 26th at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hey, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. You are so deserving of all the joy and juiciness you can stand. I'm Lisa McCourt of Joy School, and this is Do Joy, the Vibration Elevation Podcast. Let's do some joy. Hello, my listener, darling. I hope you are taking time to nurture your sweet selves. We're wrapping up February, the month of love. So I hope you've dipped into that love well that you are a little bit extra this month, especially when it comes to loving up your sweet, precious own self. This is also still the season for quietude and introspection and going inward. It's a season where our bodies crave extra rest and rejuvenation. So please continue to give that to sweet, precious you as well. And speaking of rest, we're going to talk about a fascinating topic today. I'm sort of surprised this hasn't ever come up yet on Do Joy, but I'm super happy that it's coming up now. We're going to talk about dreams. My beautiful friend, Linda Samfire, whom you met a few episodes back when I talked to Linda and Casey Garrett about soulful New Year resolutions. I've invited Linda back today because she knows so much about this rich, fascinating topic that I can't wait to delve into with her, this topic about our dreams and how we can learn from them and work with them to our benefit. Linda has worked in the healing arts for over 15 years as a transformational coach and intuitive healer. Most of her life, she's lived in wonder and curiosity of the mystical energy patterns and the power of human potential. I relate, sister. Her own deep exploration within brought a deep connection and a remembering forward, and she now shares her journey for others to achieve the same. Linda offers a beautiful space of compassion and honesty for one to explore, heal, and align for how you want to show up in the world. Welcome, sister. How are you, Linda? I'm wonderful. So happy to be here on one of my favorite topics. Ah, I love this topic. I love it. 
And you are so wise in so many ways and directions that I almost feel like I'm harnessing you too much here, but we'll talk about other things on other days. Today, I just really felt like um, this is a fun time to explore our dreams. Yes, yes. But nicer thing to add to our lives and more sleep. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sad. Yeah. Um, for myself, I feel like dreaming is just part of our human experience, right? It's it's as natural process as breathing. Right. And also very necessary for that emotional and physical balance. So if we can bring our dreams into our waking life, um, wow, we can really connect even deeper to our soul self. And there's a whole art and magic to that, right? Because I think a lot of us, when we remember a dream, the tendency is to be like, well, that was weird, you know, like tell somebody about this like weird, funny dream I had without really taking the time to to properly absorb and receive what that that messaging is. Yeah, how to cultivate where that mystical shows up or all those symbols show up, what that means and um, being able to I guess analyze it. So um, can you all start with like the four stages of, of dreaming? Like what happens when we go to sleep? Perfect. And um, so when we first fall asleep, or we're, we're getting ready to journey into sleep, there's the first state of the hypnagogic state. And this hypnagogic state, we can really um, notice it's that part we might have a jerk. Why does my jerk? um we can start to see visions of faces of different um trees all kinds of things can come through so science will tell you that this is the release of the memories through the day which i agree with but me going into the mystical the metaphysical part will tell you that's also showing us and going through past present and future memories so we can really tap in here and i'll talk a little bit about hypnagogic more later so that's that first space then we go into this very light dreamless sleep we go into our deep sleep and then we go into our REM sleep and REM is where all those dreams happen the sleep cycle lasts about 90 minutes happens about four to five times a night so we're averaging about four to five dreams a night some more some less and as we're coming out of that, we go through another type of hypnagogic state, which is the hypnopompic state. And both those first and last ones can really harness um, dreams, remembering, um, creating what just happened when we sleep. Slept. That's that's really cool. Yeah. And to think that we are all having those four to five dreams a night and how little the average person remembers them. Is there anything to, you know, it, does it signify anything if you're more likely to remember your dreams or less likely to remember your dreams? I think I shared with you, my, my husband has the most amazing, consistent dream recall of any human I've ever known. Like every morning, that's how we start the morning is him recounting like in vivid detail, these extremely detailed dreams. Yeah, you know, I've always had really vivid dreams and I've always recorded my dreams and been fascinated with them um, where other people are like, oh, I don't dream. However, through time, we've learned that we are dreaming. We're just not remembering. And it's a practice, right? Whereas um, 
maybe really good at sales and other people have to really practice at it. It's just kind of one of those things for me that's come natural sounds like for your husband, but it doesn't mean we can't tap into it. So it's about, um, as they say, where we put our energy, energy flows. So it's about intention. Just our having this conversation today could ignite more dreams for you tonight, right? Because we're focusing to it too. Yeah, yeah, we're focusing on that. And so there's all kinds of dream aids we can use. Um, we've got, I mean, there's crystals, there's intention, dream guides, but it's about developing a practice and putting our intention there. And then the dreams will start to happen. I remember at one point in my life, I was taking a, a dream course over a decade ago where we woke up every morning and journaled our dreams before we did anything else. And it really just skyrocketed my recall just to, to know that I'm going to wake up and before anything else enters my brain, I'm going to write down every, it's like you almost find a little thread to pull. Once you start pulling on that thread, then you see, all oh, right, and that came right before that. And that was from that part of the dream. Yeah. And to stay in that state of curiosity with the dreams, right? Um, and that state of wonder, kind of like that childlike space that we sometimes disconnect with. Yeah, we do disconnect with. Um, yeah, so it's it's about journaling. It's about intentions, setting space for the dreams. And if you're serious about really incorporating a dream practice, yeah, there is things you do. However, sometimes it's just nice to know if you're not interested in dreaming every night, really getting deep into it, when we do have those big dreams, what does that mean? And being able to um, interpret that mm -hmm. and gain insight around it. So that's important too, just to connect in that way. Me, I've got, gone all in and I have all my little dream. One of my favorites is on the full moon, uh, putting a pitcher of water out on the full moon. The moon, then you make moon water you will drink that moon water with your intention before sleeping and then going into hypnagogic and then after the hypnopompic state finish the glass of water so drink half before and half after as that makes a difference wow. yeah and it's so beautiful it's just a beautiful ritual anyways and then to um incorporate that i'm i'm obviously in the pacific northwest so i do that more in the summertime than the winter time but you in sunny state can do that all the time and again our dreams will be affected by um the moon wow way more vivid that time is the energy comes in, especially for those of us that are very very sensitive to the energies of the earth yeah which I have a feeling many of your listeners are. <laughs> I think so. I think that's yeah. a good assumption. I'd love to talk more about the interpretation because I know the way um, we do it a lot in, in joy school, not necessarily in terms of dreams, but I have a feeling you're going to say it's similar is, you know, interpreting signs, interpreting, you know, things that we experience in our lives that, you know, might feel kind of woo-woo or hocus-pocus, a, a song lyric or an animal, 
But, um, you know, the, the approach that we always use is that it's not like this thing is magically appearing. It's that your attention is drawn to it for a reason. It's your subconscious trying to alert you to something through the language of symbolism, because that is the language of the soul. That's the language that, you know, we're able to communicate with other realms. So I assume that the language of, uh, symbolism is also what you rely on when doing dream interpretation. Yes, perfectly said. Beautiful. Um, so as we know, our unconscious mind is so much more powerful than our ego, right? We don't have the um, ego as it operates through that filter, right? All our experiences and stuff go through. We're at that place where we're in complete allowance and our soul can just ramble on to us if it chooses. However, as we know through um, signs and signals and everything from guides, it's that same, it's like, this makes no sense. It's very simple. So we might see a red ball, right? And well, what does this red ball symbolize? And let's say that um, you were growing up and um, you always received red flowers on a Monday and it was so beautiful. It was so joyful. And so that red would represent joy and um, signify kind of a more loving act. Let's say for me, um, I had a bad experience with people who wore red coats, right? They're wearing red coats and um, it created a fear of an experience. Then I'm going to see a red ball and I'm going to look at it as a fear. It's gonna, so we wanna pay attention to the feeling and what that signifies for us with the color red. On another level, we can also look at it as our sacral, our um, first chakra, that place where we feel grounded. Maybe it's telling us to feel more grounded. So we need to look at it on what it means to us, right? So we can look in a, a dream dictionary and we can say, well, red ball means this. However, we need to go deeper on that because pretty much everything in our dreams is us. We are the red ball. We are the house. Where are we in the house? Are we in the kitchen? And that's our creative center. It's telling us to create. Are we in a basement where it's cluttery? That's us. That's our sacral area. And maybe we need to ground more. Um, are we on a top floor in our bedroom? And we're just opening up our seventh chakra, that connection to higher power, um, a bug. Everything is us in our dreams. I would say 90 to 95% of that. The other 5% you can get into those um, pathetic dreams where uh, instance was, example of that would be where once I dreamt, a friend of mine went to the hospital and the next day I went into work. I said, wow, I had a dream that so-and-so went into the hospital. He goes, well, he did, he did go into the hospital last night. So we will have those type of dreams too. And, um, but I think the beauty of dreams is when we're interpreting them and knowing that we can take that and change our waking moments, right? We can heal. And so looking at that as everything as a mirror to ourselves, and I just love how our soul is so good. It'll just give us these little puzzles that we have to figure out. We don't get just the black and white, do this, do that. And to really look at it after a while and um, working with it, you'll, it'll come forward. Like I'll have reoccurring symbols show up. So creating your own dream dictionary is really important. What that symbol meant 
And that can show up several times. Oh, this is showing up in my life. So that's, that's happening, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if you subscribe to the, the repetition, but for me, that's always been a, a big thing. If I dream about something and then something in my next day actually reminds me of something in the dream to me it was my subconscious letting me know pay attention to this today this is you know even if I can't figure out why right away I'll tend to put a little more energy or focus on that because I had dreamed about it yes most definitely and then also if you have a dream and you can figure out the symbols but yet you're not quite sure what it's saying then the next night as you're going to sleep, set the intention that you want to continue the dream, you want more clarity on it, and then go through the dream as you're falling asleep, right? And then a lot of times you can go back into it and get more clarity, or it can be a completely different dream that you think has nothing to do with it, but yet you can put it together and go, oh, okay, I get it. That's a great practice. I don't yeah. know if you remember from the last time you were here, but we always give the listeners something to um, take into their their lives for the next few weeks until the next podcast. So some sort of little tip or trick. So so that could be it, unless something else naturally emerges. Remind me. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think too, just like every night, um, you know, because remembering the dream is the big thing, the dream recall, right? Isn't that in order to interpret a dream, we need the recall part. So even just going at night, setting the intention and just saying, thank you so much for the clarity brought forth in my dream tonight, or I'm so happy I'm remembering my dreams and they're so clear to me as I wake up in the morning, those kind of things to start. And sometimes you may not remember that night, but eventually you'll start. And it's that training, um, well, we can start, you know, getting into the brain and opening neural pathways of the brain that start to kind of shift and open yeah. up because we're all capable of it, right? It is our power. For sure. And like you said, forever we're flowing that attention, that's what's going to grow in our lives. So, so just having that intention, setting that intention, putting our energy there goes a long way in itself. Yes. Yes. And, um, I think too that just that um, I mean everybody dreams every mammal dreams except for the dolphin. Wow, dolphin is so evolved; it sleeps with one brain, half the brain. Interesting, and it's said possibly as these beautiful creatures are so evolved that they have figured out on a cellular level how to be in dream and waking state at the same time. <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah. Theory. Definitely a theory. Yeah. Wow. That's, um, what do we call that? Lucid dreaming or when we astral travel? That can be even a higher form of lucid dreaming, right? That can be a higher form of lucid dreaming. And yeah, lucid dreaming, once you start getting into dreaming, can just ignite on its own. And that's a whole nother practice, right? Where you're, you're consciously directing or steering the dream? Is where you're awake in the dream yeah, yeah you're, you're awake, awake you're actually awake in the dream and it's said that you can actually lose weight by learning to lose the dream as you are <laughs> actually at a gym with a personal trainer in your dream oh that's funny but i believe talent 
your subconscious doesn't know the difference, right? So your body's going to respond to what, what it's perceiving is going on. Yeah. And then we're going into a whole nother topic, right? Like, okay, is the dream real or is this real? And so there's things you do while you're in a state of lucidity to, because it can get too much lucid dreaming. You really can go, whoa, which, and so there's signs and things you do to go, okay, I'm lucid dreaming here. I'm in a lucid dream and just start. And then that falls on the line of out-of-body travel and astral travel, which many just automatically do in their dreams, right? Wow. Yeah, that's just so fun directions. Yes, so much. There's a lot. Um, but I think like the beginning practice is just really getting um, connected to your dreams and then moving from there. Wow. Yeah. What about when we have a repetitive dream? I had one in my childhood that I can still recall the details because I had it every night for I don't know how long, like a really long time. Do you want to share any of it or? Sure, sure. Yeah, let's look at it. I don't know how old I was, but I was pretty young. I'm going to say I was like five or six, maybe. Mm -hmm. And in my, my bedroom, there was a little white rocking chair, a little wooden white rocking chair that was actual part of my life in my bedroom and in the dream there was a a raft like the the kind of a raft that's just a, a bunch of boards sort of tied together to make a square that floats and the white rocking chair was on the raft and there was a river that the raft is going down and I was in the water holding on to the the back of the raft so like my little head is up above the water I can see the rocking chair up on the raft and I'm just sort of floating behind it mostly in the water and then always at some point something pulls my feet down under the water and I wake up terrified mm. so you weren't sitting on the chair never you know what I think this has for you? That's emotional energy and intuition building through you. Um, because water alone is just that, that energy. The white, as we look at that higher potential, that higher self, that spiritual self. And um, as you're sitting on a raft, though, I wasn't on it. I was dangling hanging on to it. I'm sorry. The chair was on the raft. It's almost like it was waiting for you to step up into the chair and step into yourself. However, a lot of times it can be very fearful stepping into ourselves, um, stepping into our intuition, stepping into that huge power. And so to get pulled down would be the fearful part right? Because you're working up terrified. Now on the other side of that, I want to ask you some questions, right? Yeah. So what does water mean to you? Like what's a river? Yeah. Um, so I don't know what it was then, but I guess now uh, it's, it's purity and um, it's enveloping. It's, I mean, I, I think I'm, I've, I'm familiar cognitively that the water represents spirituality and, and flow. I don't know that that was an awareness when I was having the dream, but that's certainly now I, I always associate water with, um, with our spiritual nature. There may be an awareness that wasn't awakening you at that time, but a higher part of you does know, right? So almost like coming into. Mm -hmm. 
Though I have to say at the time it was scary. Like whatever was pulling up was definitely not a a benevolent force. (laughs) No, and know that again, everything is you, right? Everything is you. So if we're looking at the water, it can be a cleansing too, right? That can also be a cleansing pulling you under, which we fear normally because in our logic mind, we'd be going, that would be really, really scary. So when you're looking at the chair, what did the chair represent to you? When you think of a chair, if you can think back to that. I, I think, you know, again, I have no memory of what it would have meant then, but when I've looked at the dream, you know, in, in hindsight, I feel like it was like, I should have been able to take my place in the family. I should have been able to occupy that space, but I didn't feel that I could. I felt um, like it just, it, it should have been for me, but it wasn't for me. Like, mm-hmm. like I was worthy of the chair. Yeah, and that's kind of a constant, right? That, that was a constant for you. So that was the reoccurring. So really, again, I'm gonna go back to the first part where the water is such intuition and emotional balance that is, telling you always step up into the chair and that deserving right and even though we can look at this awake and go well that's yeah of course I just step up into myself you're a little girl that's scary too right and how do we do that but at the same time there's that underlying fear that we're not aware of that we operate from and I really feel like it was just showing you to step up and somehow staying hidden for you could be a little bit more safer at that time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so getting pulled under, you've got a lot of elements in here. And we want to look at all the symbols because water's a symbol, the chair's a symbol, the white is a symbol, the getting pulled under, the feeling, the raft. Tell me what you think about the raft. Was it strongly built or was it? No, I mean, it seemed kind of hodgepodgey, just some some old logs tied together, kind of a image. It was just a a square, very um, crudely assembled floating. So any kind of a structure is like a house or a raft or a boat or something really is a reflection of us, right? So stability. And then you look at that chair And it's like getting up and sitting where you belong in the world. But if you are have a raft that's rickety, that would be fearful too, right? Absolutely. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, there was like a stark contrast because the chair was all like white and dainty and princessy and and nice, but the raft situation was not me and the river did not feel that way. And then, you know, certainly there's the deserving drag down. Yeah. And to really take your stand and sit where you belong in life. And that's that's been you to this journey. So it feels like way back in that reoccurring was just like, yep. First of all, okay, I need to build a stronger raft. I need to really work on grounding myself, my deserving things in that aspect. However, you're so young at that time. Does that even make sense, right? Yeah. And yeah, we- but I also feel that, I mean, you're so evolved, 
you probably came into this world so evolved. So <laughs> it doesn't surprise me that you're having these reoccurring dreams and fear, right? That really operating, I mean, the main, I feel the main theme here is fear because that's what you were feeling. It was terrified to just be you. Yeah. And that innate knowing. And so as the soul talks to us, you, I feel like the white chair was like, yeah, this is where you are, princess. This is where you belong. And so the white chair probably felt good, but the raft felt a little unstable. And so then you're getting pulled back under. How does that feel to you and Lee? Oh, that feels really good. I had never thought about this part before, but as you're talking, I'm remembering we were living um, in my grandmother's house at the time and my mm -hmm. mom and dad lived down in the basement. And I know I had a lot of fear in my life and a lot of insecurity that, that stemmed from down there. And when I, I was upstairs near my grandmother's room and when I would wake up in terror, from this dream, I would always run in and get in my grandmother's bed and I, she would let me sleep with my grandmother and grandfather for the rest of the night. So it was almost like the dream and, and the, the fear would wake me up so that I could run and get that, that security. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I'm glad you had that, that support. Um, Cause as a child, it is, it is scary stepping up into as an adult, it's scary stepping up into your own. Um, one more thing on a symbolizing of a chair, a chair, especially white can really represent psychic energy too, intuitive and psychic energy. And so I feel like that chair was so symbolic as your safe space as you, but again, as you said, that raft was just so unstable, and that was the scary part in getting pulled back under into the water. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so then running to waking up and be able to run to that safe space, when in actuality, all you needed to do was build a stronger raft, and that would have been your, you know, would have been solid and safe. However, again, as a child, right. We don't know. No. So thank you for taking and, us to that example. I feel well, like yeah, and children, a lot of time on my dream. <laughs> well, no, it's, it's fine because I mean, and children are so psychic anyways, right? It's, um, it's said that um, a premature baby will spend, I think it's, and don't quote me on this, but it's 70 to 80% in REM sleep, as opposed to a baby. And so our dream states are big when we're young, right? Because we're in that. And I feel that it all that also continues until we get all the chatter and all the stuff. And knowing you, Lisa, very sensitive and beautiful and loving that, yeah, that would be scary, right? looking to um, step into yourself and feel safe in the world. It's been a lifelong journey. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. I hear you. So yeah, I, and um, so when you look at that dream as a repetitive part, powerful, and really pay attention to the, um, I'll use an example of myself. Um, 
are you familiar when i was young we would always go see the movie halloween on halloween with mm -hmm. michael myers well he shows up in my dreams when oh, i'm no. having a fear like a fear and it's scary right i mean it sits with me and i'm like oh what's this trying to tell me why is he here again and as I really worked through all of this, working with the dreams, all of a sudden I had a dream that he was in a hospital bed and I was sitting next to him, healing him. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so that, I'm like, well, that has to be powerful because you've taken that pure fearful state and now I'm sitting next to his bedside, healing the fear. Yes, and you yeah. so much work to heal your fears and heal yourself that that seems like just a beautiful like on the nose representation. <laughs> yeah. So that's yeah. Cool. So anyways, however they show up, it really is going inward. And it is that that soul having a conversation with us and saying, Hey, um, I feel like when we're children, though, we're so tapped in still to the other side that they can be a little bit more of psychic energy and powerful energy and then also that space of um completely being in our bodies and having the human experience so there can be the element of that which that's fearful in itself right especially if we don't have the support system around us and the safety around us so there can be a lot of elements of that and that white chair i think was signifying as well you're safe and you're loved Mm. come on up to your chair mm. oh that's beautiful yeah i can have that dream again i'm gonna think about it going to sleep and and set the intention to to re-experience the dream and have you know new yeah, work with it see you like, thank yeah. you so much for being vulnerable and sharing that thank oh you. my gosh thank that you for allowing fun. it and then yeah, that was really that's awesome i remember hearing and i don't know where i heard this um but, but the dreams are, are actually required for our sanity, that if people are deprived of dreaming, it, it just, uh, you know, pushes all kinds of unhealthy buttons. And uh, Well, we can only hold so much in, right? Especially now with all this chaos, even more chaos around us, or our awareness about the chaos. Um, so yes, it's our way of releasing. So even if we don't remember our dreams, we are dreaming. That's the problem with... Um, when addiction comes in because like alcoholics aren't dreaming and so the detox part of it also is so um that's part of it the dreaming part and it it just kind of throws us um out of sync i didn't realize that about alcoholism that it yeah at some point because they're not going into that REM sleep ah yeah um if we're not doing our REM sleep and that release then we can feel really wonky and it can bring in a type of psychosis, mm. you know, where we can go crazy. So we're always dreaming. Right. Um, another thing real quick, that might be a good thing for you during the day too today is daydream about your dream. Mm. Get into daydreaming about your dream and you're working it through and just kind of see what comes forward. And it may be a completely different dream, but will be linked to that too. Right. So. And it'll be about finding those connections. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, But a good way to like boost dreams, right? To bring uh -huh. one of the best crystals, um, amethyst. Amethyst oh, yeah? is really good. Opens our third eye. 
and helps. And there's also Moonstone and those just having um, a special place, almost creating your own little dream. Um, like I have my crystals, I have my journal, I have my pen. I just have this nice little space where I'm honoring my dreams, right? Which is honoring yourself. And then that amplifies the recall part as well. Good tip. Yeah. So, so a whole little menu of home play for y'all who've been paying attention. If you're a crystal person and you have amethyst or moonstone, what would they do? Just put that near the bed somewhere, hold it before they go to sleep. Yeah. A lot of times um, I'll hold it with the intention of thank you for um, the clarity of my dream tonight. As I wake in the morning, I might put it on my third eye, usually just holding it. I'm putting it next to me. Maybe I have my moon water. Um, yeah, so just using it as your, your intention and then not putting, um, the trying part onto it, right? Mm -hmm. I'm going to try to do this and really, okay, I'm going to dream, I'm going to dream because that's just going to throw it all and just kind of let it go. It's like manifestation, right? When we're manifesting things, just put it out there and let it go. Exactly. I'm glad you clarified that. We talk about that a lot. How it's, you know, wanting too hard is not going to be efficient want, wanting no matter what you're you're trying to manifest. Good, good, good. So there's the the intention setting, just you know, letting having that little dialogue with your inner being. We call it your vertical self and sort of making a request there. Hey, you know what would be cool tonight? Vertical self, help me out with this. <laughs> <laughs> it's to the point too where like I get excited to go to bed because of dreaming right <laughs> oh, what are we going to learn tonight they really um it said that 30 minutes of spiritual practice in your dreams is like a week in your waking life and the spiritual practice just being sort of unpacking unpacking what's going on in your out there connecting to yourself that yeah. best relationship you'll ever um be is with yourself and that's just another part of it if we spend 30 percent of our lives sleeping why not open that part up as a connection why not do our work and our dreams it's how i started dreaming i was so busy during my day i didn't have time um to put in a practice of that and so i started work doing it in my dreams and really built it up that way and i fully believe that if we are connected in our dream life, we're connected in our waking life. And if one or the other is disconnected, we're not that complete wholeness. And that's part of becoming whole and it's part of the human experience. Yes, I love how you're relating it to, to being connected with, with our emotional body, our energy body, our whole being. Because I know sometimes people will have an unsettling dream and they'll, you know, wake up and, and not feel better or healed or like that was beneficial because they're unsettled by it. But do you think that that's just a, a, a gentle wake up halt to, you know, there's something to look at here. Let's stop denying and repressing and pushing away oh. what this feeling is. Let's go into it. Let's feel it to heal it. Most definitely. Yeah. Right on there. Because um, normally Again, we're always shown what we're ready to see, right? And so if something, the nightmare, right? Nightmares are blessings because they're a part of us that is so ready to release that has been holding us back. Um, a lot of times too, the fear of when we have a death dream, right? 
if your death or someone dies or something occurs and to look at that as a part of us that no longer serves us is releasing and if it is a person then look at the aspect of that person that you see in yourself and that's the part of you that's ready to release and go in that's a great say thank you i loved doing that in my sleep because i didn't have to do all this therapy work during the day <laughs> not to say therapy is not good but at the same time a little extra added right shortcut sure yeah yeah like a shortcut. <laughs> so yeah to look at all those places that are so important for um the uncomfortable feeling right the uncomfortable we have a we have a hard time with that in waking life and sleeping and so those are the nuggets that's the richness it's like oh okay here it is you know like my michael myers right yeah. and then look what happened when i just said okay okay i ended up healing him on a hospital bed right did you notice a difference in your life after that dream as opposed to prior yes yes oh, in wow. fact i recently had a dream of him and it was more of a fear dream but i wasn't so afraid i didn't feel that heaviness i was like oh there's something coming forward in my life that i might be a little fearful of and i do have some new stuff coming forward so that's probably it and i just said thank you and i looked at looked at it that way i love that yeah. i love that you keep bringing it back to our personal associations are going to be more meaningful than anything that we find in a dream book and and a lot of times the dream books are what's in the collective unconscious so if there's a collective unconscious about gorillas that i'm not consciously aware of sometimes if there's absolutely no association i can come up with myself going to one of those books to, will just help us to see like oh okay this is in the collective so maybe this is the symbolism you know if it fits if it resonates yes i always will look up you know metaphysical meaning of something yeah. and so yeah i will look it up i do have my little dream dictionaries i go to i have my own and i'll take it with like a grain of salt right as a baseline and then build from there so yes that is helpful um I also animals in our dreams, I think are so huge right um, my husband dreams about eagles a lot. And so i'm looking at as a power animal a spirit animal um, I have a lot of wolves in my dreams, and so they will come and there is that mystical part that happens we have dreams about past lives. And to pay attention to that right yeah. so as we go in we start moving stuff we start developing that relationship with us on a different level in our sleep, they're just gonna get richer and more stuff is gonna come through. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, one of our little Joyce school questions, and you started doing it earlier with my dream when you said to me, what is water to you? We'll, we'll say uh, like, um, you know, if you dream about a squirrel, I just landed here from another planet. I have no idea what's a squirrel. Tell me about squirrels. Like just top, <laughs> top of your head. Tell me the, you'll rattle off the top adjectives that come to mind. Because for somebody, a squirrel is going to be very different from, you know, how it is for some water, right? If you're drowning, right? Water may be like, I'm scared to death of water. I mean, for me, water is just like, oh, love it. But then for somebody else, it may not be. So yeah, and squirrels too. So whatever we have to look at it, 
There is, though, you will get a feeling when a power animal comes through, it will feel mystical. It will feel like you almost can't explain it, but wow, that was amazing, right? Mm, cool. Guides can come through, um, past loved ones to connect with the beyond that way. Yeah, I have a lot of those. With my, my I bet you do. I mean, yeah. Sure. <laughs> because our filter, our ego, like the filter is asleep. And so we are in complete allowance when we're in our dreams. Yeah. Yeah. Human design is a system that offers profound insights into your inner self and how you interact with the world around you. Quantum human design takes that process one step further, allowing you to become the architect of your own reality. Join Dr. Karen Curry for Elevating Your Life Script, a weekend workshop where you transform your life by crafting intentional narratives, May 24th through 26th at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Well, I am super excited that I've convinced you to offer this dream course coming up. I'm sure I wasn't the only person convincing you, but I can't wait to take the the course that you are about to offer on um, I'm just digging around in these like really, really rich, beautiful waters. Yes. Exploring yourself. So um, yeah, I'm running a dream series starting in March, March 22nd will be Wednesday nights from six to six. 730. And we're going to just explore ourselves through dreams. We're going to learn to interpret dreams. We're going to learn about dream aids, how to recall dreams. Um, it's going to be all about dreams. We'll um, bring our own dreams to the class and work on those. So my hope is when you leave the course, you have a foundation on how to start working with your dreams and developing that relationship with yourself. One of the dream aids I'm going to incorporate is Amanita muscaria on a microdosing basis, which is the mushroom with the red and the white dots. So um, legal in the US. And it works with our GABA receptors and GABA receptors in the brain are the ones that um, work with our central nervous system and calm us down. So it ignites sleep, it ignites dreams. So it's a little bit of a dream aid. My dreams get much more vivid with Amanita on a very, very small basis. So um, the dream course will be cultivating intuition and dreams with Amanita Muscaria. I'm so excited for it. Yeah, it's just beautiful. Um, I I thought that was just a cartoon mushroom. I didn't know that was a real mushroom, the red one. It is, and it gets a bad rap. (laughs) It gets a really bad rap. That's it. It's poisonous, yeah. However, when the mushroom's treated correctly, it goes through a, it's called decarbonization. So you're taking the iotonic acid, and then we're converting it to a form of, it's called muscimol. And that is the part that works with the GABA receptors, muscimella itself. And so we're putting it over into that and you don't have the poisonous, like it's not a poisonous. I didn't even know there was a danger of it being poisonous. Yeah, yeah, well, it just gets a bad thing. <laughs> Plus there's different um, types of Amanita and this one is not the one that, um, like you don't have to worry about that. It's gonna be beautiful, it's gonna open up creativity and it's um, gonna be a beautiful addition to sleeping. And it's a 30 day 
um, once a day. And I usually take mine at night. And this will be offered online. And just in case the listeners are wondering, is the Amanita optional? Can they do the course? Of course, always. Yeah, always. They can just let me know. Of course. Yeah. Either way, we're going to introduce different dream aids, right? We're going to bring either way you'll be dreaming, right? Moon water, amethyst, Amanita. Yes. Intention. We're going to hire a dream guide. I'm going to bring in, I had a dream of course, that um, reciting the Sanskrit, which is kind of a dead language, and I speak light language, so I'm going to create a light language meditation to listen to also, which will ignite it, will help manifest what we want through our dreams. So there'll be a meditation they'll be receiving to listen to at night. And again, meditations are very powerful. I can vouch. Yeah, it's a sound healing, right? It's a type of sound healing that's going to come in and just kind of help that frequency is going to help connect, wake up that soul self and put that ego down and just balance and connect us even more. Yeah. And then from there, um, intention again we'll go through hiring a dream guide and work with those in our dreams so there's all kinds of yummy stuff in it we'll start working with a diary and um, we'll touch briefly like i did in the beginning on the hypnagogic state because that is if you can harness that that is powerful in itself it said that thomas edison used to take naps right this and is a fight, my juicy joint book I did with Hay House. Yeah, I, I told this yeah. story. I love this. Tell he would sleep with the steel balls in his hands. Little ball bearings, yeah. Yeah, so that when he stayed in that hypnagogic state, as soon as he went into sleep paralysis, he'd drop and he'd write down everything. Yeah, he kept little tin pans underneath where his hands were so that he would hear the, the balls. Yep. And it'd wake him up and it said that's how the light bulb came through. And it's that very light. There's so much huge potential to just work with your hypnagogic state alone would be powerful. And that's a tough one only because sometimes like, oh, shoot, I fell asleep again in the morning, right? Missed the hypnagogic state. So it that is something to cultivate. And we'll talk a little bit more about that and ways to do that. And also that hypnopompic state, which is that state right when we wake up before we open our eyes and that is a really important stage as well so um, theta is that when we're we're sort of like hovering there between alpha and theta brainwave yeah it's 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 a very light it's that same state you're in at hypnagogic where it's um you're not asleep yet you're not asleep right but you're open yeah you're open and so it's that um it's that space we're in with hypnosis yes deep meditations things like that that's that's the state we're in so um so many mysteries uh parallel lives can come forward so much exciting stuff i can't wait to do it it's gonna be beautiful yes and most of my course was created through my dreams Oh, even better. <laughs> yeah, and deep meditations in that hypnagogic type. World. We're so creative so. in our dreams. I know I, I cited a bunch of examples in that same book where I talked about Thomas Edison, the um, the the inventor of the sewing machine had a dream. Yes. 
the guys with spears, right? With holes the in Africans. The yeah. Yeah. Yep. And the needle and, and then a theory of relativity with Einstein. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, and um, pasteurization also came through in a, a dream. We are so creative in our dream state. We're just tapped into all that knowledge. That, right. Um, These people we define and name as geniuses like Einstein. Um, I feel we're all that. They're just tapped in kind of like the dolphin, right? Yes. <laughs> Already tapped into that. Yeah. So they can find out about this course at your website, which is your name. Yes, it's lwsamfire.com. And you'll see the um, little Amanita square and say cultivating intuition. Let's spell Samfire for them in case they're listening, but they don't see yes. it somewhere. It's so S-A-M-P-H-I-R-E. Yeah, with an L and a W in front of it. Dot com. Good. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so much to explore. So it's going to be fun. I think it's just going to be fun. And uh, it's in the evening, so it'll be perfect before going. We'll just ignite ourselves, wake ourselves up for dreaming, right? Perfect. Yeah. Linda, thank you so much for taking time today to splash around in this lovely. Oh my gosh. Yes. I could, we could talk all day about dreams. Can't we? So much fun. So much fun. And oh. I, I hope that the, the listeners got a good taste of what's in store for them. Oh, I do too. And thank you so much, Lisa, for having me. It's just um, always such a joy to be in your space. Back at you, sister. I love you. Love and I you too. Love all of you and um be good to yourselves be good to your sweet precious selves i'll be with you soon bye joy comes in many flavors but they all start with you being full on glorious you if you'd like some personal love and support along your joy journey find me at lisamccourt.com and as you do your joy this week remember that you elevating your vibration elevates the vibration of everyone around you and ultimately elevates the vibration of all humanity. Thank you for being a valued member of the team that's bringing more love and joy into the world. We need you. Much love.
Since 1977, Omega Institute in New York's beautiful Hudson Valley has hosted some of the best spiritual teachers and social visionaries, sharing their messages of hope, healing, and transformation. On the Dropping In podcast, hosted by Emmy Award-winning producer Callie Alpert, you will enjoy in-depth interviews and conversations with people like Pema Chodron, Jack Kornfield, John Kabat-Zinn, and many others on the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Also, check out the video series on Spotify. Spotify.